Uh-uh. Sometimes that just hits your soul the right way. <laughs> and it's Tuesday. And uh, we are here on a special edition of FRPC Hoops to talk about one team and one team only, or one series and one series only, if you want to put it that way. Nah, and that is the 3-1 Lakers versus Warriors playoff series, which... Nico, I have to tell you, I can't believe we're here. I can't believe we're in a situation where the Lakers, you can't say even the first half of the season, you say it's like 66% of the season, uh, under 500, mm-hmm. underperforming. Uh, obviously, the pieces didn't fit. Russ went to a team where he actually was able to accentuate uh, what he actually does. So there's a place for him in the league. But the Lakers look like a completely different team. And they look deep. And that's scary. Yeah, they're incredibly deep. They're the deepest team left in these playoffs. And uh, I'll credit our guy, Dane. Something he said to me the other day. Uh, I didn't expect to be at this point in the playoffs. And the thing I trust most of all the playoff teams is the Lakers defense. And that's where we are. The Lakers defense is incredibly consistent and it goes very deep. It's it's really amazing, honestly. To see a team where you you say it for like a couple years and then because you haven't seen it in fruition, you're like, if these guys get healthy, they're going to be held to deal with. We've mm-hmm. been saying it for two years. The frustration has been is that they haven't been. And now they are. And we also understand, and this is not going to be just, we're going to just throw up all over the Lakers and just give them all this love. but. Because, I mean, it is tenuous. I mean, there could be an injury tomorrow, and it changes everything. But right now, Anthony Davis is playing at a level where I think people wanted to sleep on him, wanted to trash him. And I think he's showing everyone who he is and what he's really, what he really can do in contributing to winning. And he looks like a top 10 player right now. I mean, it's no question to me. Yeah, absolutely. Top 10 might even be a little, like, soft. He could be a lot better than that. He's looked like arguably the best player in the league in these playoffs. So the way I kind of cheer it, though, Nico, if you think about it, you know, like your top five is the dudes that are, like, consistent. They bring it every single, you know, game. And then you got got the dudes that are, like, who have injuries or or just decide to take a little vacation in the middle of the season, go to, you know, go go party in Vegas or something, or, you know, you know, fight a cause or whatever. And that's that second tier of – Start, you know, yeah, start for sure. But uh, the defense has been consistent. 
throughout every game he's played, he's been one of the best defenders we've seen, like the best defender in this playoffs, definitely. And the offense kind of has waxed and waned, but when it's on, there's almost no one better than him. I, I'm incredibly impressed with Anthony Davis. This is the kind of thing you've always known is inside him and you see flashes of it sometimes, but seeing it complete like this on this deep Lakers team has been a whole lot of fun. It's now his team. Yep. Okay. Um, LeBron said it in theory a couple years ago, we'll go as far as AD will take us. But I don't think he was really ready to turn over the reins. I think now he's ready. And I think also the injury has said he's ready. Yeah, I think his body told him that it's ready for this to happen. And also the trust in the others. I mean, Austin Reeves, crunch time, handling the ball. What are we doing? Like that five, six years ago wouldn't happen on LeBron team. Definitely not, no. And now you have Anthony Davis playing at this level. And what I saw last night, it was funny. He actually just decided... I'm just going to concentrate on the defense. We got enough scoring. It's like those two together decided. It's like they have this, like, they had this kind of meeting at, like, at the top of Mount Olympus. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And I have something to say about LeBron in a second. Don't don't let me forget this point Mm. because I want to bring this to the audience and hopefully have them think about something. But. It's like they had this meeting on Mount Olympus, and they said, okay, so, all right, I'm going to score a little bit more, but we got to lock this on the defensive end. Yeah. And AD said, you know what? D'Lo, Austin, and the dudes, they can score. I'm going to just handle all this defense. And then LeBron said, bet. And that's what happened. Yeah, but sometimes AD's still dropping 30. He He is doing it all, man. This is a scary team. I I'm thinking they might move their ways into title favorites. AD has saved his point games for if you notice like the more important games. Have you noticed that? The first game of the yeah. first game of the Memphis series went off, right? The closing game of the Memphis series went off, right? The first game of the Golden State Series went off. Third game of the Golden State Series went off. All the important games where it's kind of like, are we are we really contending? Are we really in this, you know, in this, we're going to win this series? Mm-hmm. And the games where you needed him are the games where it was like, oh, I'm getting 18, 20 shots up. Do not trip. I'm here. Yeah, just I can't I can't put enough superlatives on him at this point. It's an incredible AD performance, and some of the other guys you mentioned have played really well too in Austin and D'Lo. Uh, I was mentioning before to you uh, that game three when D'Lo started hot 
and then went into his bag a little bit and was taking some of those dumb D-Lo three-pointers. I was kind of worried the Lakers were doomed. And their ability to rein him in and change the offense up when that happened really helped them survive and helped them overcome that matchup and put them in the position where now they might beat the Warriors in five games. Not something I expected to say. And credit to Darvin Ham. And I might say something and it's going to sound like shade, but it's not. Darvin Ham was able to to really coach this team after the trade deadline. Now, it sounds like shade, but what I'm what I'm saying is this is that you have a certain dynamic on the team. And whatever you think of Russ, okay, is what you think of him, whether you're on the positive side or on the negative side. But Russ sees himself as a impact player. He's been that his whole career. That's what he feels he is, and you have to treat him as such. You can't tell him, oh, you're a role player now, and sometimes you might get 18 minutes, and sometimes you might play 32 and be in crunch time. There was no way they could have that conversation with Russ. Even as tenuous as that locker room was, if you would have told that to Russ at that time, this season would have went even further south. Remember, they had to start Russ to sh- at the start of the year to show him it wasn't working. To yeah. show him that it wasn't, this is not optimally how we can play and win basketball games. And they got off to a 2-10 start. Mm-hmm. Russ works his way in. so think about the job people talk about Darvin Ham and the coaching job he did earlier year I actually want to give more credence to it I actually want to yeah. say he did a great job because this team could have completely fallen apart and for them to have the emotional uh extra gas tank to continue into the playoffs I think we're giving Darvin not enough credit I know there's been a lot of people who have been down on Darwin, but I want you to take a closer look. It's not about just making baskets. I'm sorry. I know we want to make it as simplistic as that, but it's not. There's personalities. There's people. There's lives lives that go on. Like in my life right now, my mom is about to be put into an induced coma. You know, this is stuff that goes on. We don't need to know what goes on with Andrew Wiggins. We do not. It's not none of our damn business. Mm -hmm. Let that man deal with what he needs to deal with. But there's things that go on with all these teams, and there's certain ways you have to massage them. And credit Darvin Ham for being a strong man, sticking to his principles, and then allowing Rob Palenka to make the trade to get him the subsequent talent he needed to really kind of mix and match to get them to this point, which is they are on the cusp of a Western Conference Finals entry as a seven seed plan. Yeah. So 
I don't know where you want to go with that, uh, Nico, but I just needed to get that off my chest. And, and uh, no. I, I think I needed to tell people who listen to us just a little more inside the, you know, inside the locker room situation than just what they see on the court because it it all it's all together. Yeah, absolutely. And like we came into this playoffs, there were a lot of people down on Darvin Ham. They throughout the year Darvin Ham got a lot of criticism. Some maybe warranted, some definitely less so. And I think we can all agree Frank Vogel is a pretty damn good coach. He's done multiple great things in his career. We've seen Frank Vogel with this scene, with this team, and then we've seen Darvin Ham with this team. And even pre-Westbrook trade, I like the Darvin Ham version a whole lot better than the Frank Vogel version with Westbrook. And then the front office was able to move on from Westbrook and Darvin Ham has recalibrated this roster on the fly into a contender. The a thing a lot of people have said about the KD trade specifically, yourself included actually, was making trades for big players like this mid-season generally isn't successful. It's really hard to turn that around. You guys added D'Lo in the middle of the season. You added Rui. You added multiple guys, Jared Vanderbilt. It's clearly working for you guys, so that has to be credit to Darvin Ham. Coming into this playoffs, there was a conversation about Joe Missoula versus Darvin Ham. Who would you rather have? I mean, Joe Missoula seems to have taken a step back with the Celtics team versus where Ime was, and Darvin Ham has taken a massive leap forward with the Lakers. I, I think the answer is clear to me at this point. I also think with that being said, after the trade deadline, um, it's going to sound funny, but I think there was just a posture of gratitude for the guys who were remaining on that team, you know? And then the dudes that were coming in, the Vanderbilt's of the world, they were having pretty good years in Utah. You know, it wasn't like, yeah, you know, so they just said, well, this is kind of where we were in the first place. We're just doing it in LA, which is kind of even more cool, right? Sorry, Utah. Okay. (laughs) I'm sorry. I know. I, but y'all get it, right? It is, it's Los Angeles. Y'all, y'all understand, right? To a, to a 23, 24 year old, Utah, Salt Lake City, Los Angeles. Uh, give me Los Angeles. Yeah. But good. but you you add yeah, like you said, you add all these pieces and I just think like the dudes were so grateful to have like oh no, we hold on. We actually got a little outside shooting. We can go to the rim now. Like it like AD was like, "Wait, I I can go to the rim?" 
Yeah. It changed everything on the squad, and I, uh, I'm i excited to see it. I'm weirdly charged up for a Lakers team, and that's not something I've really been before. I like the Lakers team that won in the bubble, but I wasn't my support wasn't thrown behind them the way I feel it is for this team. I'm excited for LeBron to get a chance at this ring. What it is, and that's a great segue, Nico. Thank you. What it is, and then I'll make the comment that I talked to you before we went on the air, um, is that this team has gone through some stuff. You've seen the Lakers struggle. And... As a NBA fan, seeing someone struggle and then see it click in and see it work is always gratifying. Because, yes, a lot of people have a lot of problems with LeBron as, you know, whatever. You know, is he the greatest? Is he not the greatest? You know, is everything he says calculated? Is da-da-da-da-da. Let's take a look at LeBron. I mentioned this to you, Nico, and, uh, you know, you said you hadn't read it, but I had fashioned LeBron as a book that I read. And if you read the book, I think you'll have a lot better insight into LeBron James. And that book is H.G. Uh, Wells' The Time Machine. I'm excited to read it. And the reason why I say it, if you look at LeBron's career, like, obviously, He's never gotten in trouble. You know, his philanthropy is off the chain. But if you look at his actual professional career, what he didn't have early on was I think he had a lot of knowledge about basketball and the way he saw the game. But he couldn't influence his his franchise to do what he thought was right. As he got older and grew into his stature in the game, he cultivated that influence and turned it into part of his tool set. And if you notice with LeBron, People say it's fickle. People say it's, oh, he's, you know, chasing, you know, he just wants the best team. You're right. He does. He's looking to play the perfect basketball game. He's looking to play the the perfect style, like the, the way to win. You know, it doesn't have to be all threes. It doesn't have to be all fours. It doesn't have to be all defense, but there's a blending of it. And he he likes certain players. Mm-hmm. They might they not they might not be the most athletic. They might not be the most talented. But you see how he trusts Austin Reeves, and he's actually weirdly reined in D'Angelo Russell. D'Angelo Russell is a second side ball initiator now. And then every once in a while, he'll have spurts where LeBron or Darvinham will say, okay, go ahead, go cook, go do it. And then they rein him back in. Mm-hmm. 
I think that's what LeBron is. If you read that book, I think you'll have a real good insight into who LeBron James is. Because he's just searching for this 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 moment that he hasn't quite gotten yet. I understand the chasing of Jordan and all that stuff, but I think in he he's even said it in interviews. He says as long as his mind is strong and and we're in a we're competing. But I think the third thing with that is are we competing in the way where it's good basketball? Because I think if you asked him about the Russell Westbrook deal, he'll give you 17 reasons why it should have worked. Yeah. You know, oh, I can I can kind of coast a little bit. AD doesn't have to be, you know, I'm, I'm thinking of AD. I'm sure there wasn't this, I'm LeBron James, and this is what I want, and I'm coming down from my mountaintop, and you will get me this. I think it was more of, okay, this other situation was kind of what we won one in the bubble. We, you know, we had a couple injuries here and we just didn't have enough firepower. So let's go out and get some real firepower, right? So you can see the thought process behind it on what it is. But the the thing about it is, is that he's always searching for that perfect style of basketball that that is going to allow him and allow his team the best chance of winning. Yeah. So call it call it what it what you want to call it fickle, you could call it mm-hmm. uh mercenary, you could call it whatever it is. I think there's a more nuanced uh side to LeBron. But and I think we're starting to see it. Because you're also starting to see him trust his teammates more. And I think a lot of it has to do with the injury. But I think LeBron is smart enough to know. It's like, oh, I actually have some dudes that I can count on for like 16 to 22 points that I didn't have before. So I can actually go back to being like initiate a run, play a little bit, play a little bit more, be a little bit more impactful on the defensive side of the ball. Like he's really thinking it all through. Yeah. To win sixteen games, and yeah. that man is that that man is nine games away, bro. He is. I am floored, <laughs> Nico. Like, call call me what you want. I mm-hmm. I always say that we will have a a tinge of the ringer on this podcast, right? That we will. We will definitely wave our fandom high. But as a realist, I thought that keep this team together next year, add maybe a piece or here or two, and let's see what we have. Yeah. This was not something I was actually really contemplating i was thinking like they could probably give somebody a scare in the second round i didn't think they'd do this yeah but as soon as i saw the last game with memphis is when i thought this might be this might be 
Am I, I had to think it through. I was like, am I being too excited? Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. But quietly, I've been confident. And now we're here. And like I said, we're still a AD or a LeBron injury away. Like I said, LeBron is playing on an injured foot. It is not hurt. It's injured. Yeah. Multiple doctors have told this dude that he should have had surgery. He found the LeBron James of feet, if you believe that. <laughs> and he's going over to Germany after the season, and he's going to have surgery, and nobody's going to know about it but him. And that's it. Yeah. Or they'll just replace machinery because LeBron is probably a robot, and we just didn't know. Yeah. And replace the foot. I don't know. Man. What's your thoughts on this... um, What's your thoughts on how this has been played out? Are there are there any surprises to you? I mean, I'm sure there are. But are there any? Is there anything on the Gold State side that you thought that this is? I didn't think this. Uh, Jordan Poole's been significantly worse than I would have anticipated. Of course, um, Kavon Looney being unhealthy throughout the series has definitely been a negative contributing factor for the Warriors as well. So those two guys' inability to impact the series properly, I think, has cost the Warriors. But I I think more of it is just about Anthony Davis and the level he's reached. Like, we've had phenomenal Clay games, phenomenal Steph games, uh, and good Draymond games already in this series, and the Lakers are still up 3-1. As much as... I think the- that's been the surprising point. It's not like... Golden State has been terrible. Yeah, exactly. It's like Steph has shown up. Like you said, Clay has shown up. Wiggins Wiggins has shown up. Yeah. I mean, I think I think they should lean on him a little bit more, actually, to tell you the truth. But mm-hmm. the Lakers are up, so I don't care. Um But can we have a Jordan Poole conversation real quick? I know this is we we said this is going to be Laker, but I I think there's a I think there's a sp- a space for Jordan Poole. Can we have that? Sure, sure. All right. You think he's disappointing, and I think this is what he is. Oh yeah, like I, I think this is what he is. Well, no, he, I I think series. he's like not a barely playable player. He's like, he's, he's defensively liable. He's de- he's a defensive liability. He is Nico, yeah. but he normally at least hits his shots and doesn't turn the ball over like a wild man. He's way better than this series normally. I think there is some some uh, credibility behind the conversation that Jordan Poole might just be like. Lou Williams, kind of like this generation's Lou Williams style player. I think he could be maybe a little more than that, but there is validity to that uh, opinion. But he's been like considerably worse than that in this playoffs. They needed Jordan Poole to be their fifth most 
impactful player. And he's not. He's he's like eighth. Yeah. Yeah. He's like if you go Steph, Wiggins, Draymond, Clay, Cole needed to be that guy, and then Looney was like the sixth guy. But you knew what you were getting from Looney. Actually, Looney's been like third, basically, down there. Because it's been like Steph, Dre, Looney, Wiggins. But Wiggins, I think, is more opportunity-driven than anything else. Yeah. And then Clay. Mm-hmm. And then, hell, I would say Moody. Yeah. And DiVincenzo. Uh, and Jermichael Green. Yeah. Before I would say... Jordan Poole. Yeah. Am I? I'm not. I'm not being hyperbolic when I say that, right? Well, well, the Jermichael Green of it all might be a little hyperbolic, but everyone else. He held another game. He he did he did, but still, it was it was more on one or two plays. But uh, it's yeah, it's absolutely immense the amount of. Like the the fall off from Jordan Paul in this or Jordan Poole in this series. Somebody's thinking about Chris Paul in the groin. Uh, oh man, <laughs> I I I miss that guy. Um, but I'm sure Devin Booker and Kevin Durant do, does too, and I'm sure DeAndre Ayton would love to have his uh his uh jockey back to whip him. What? <laughs> Oh man, but Jordan Poole, I uh, yeah, his fall off has just been crazy, and it's it's just kind of sad to see at this point. So I I hope he gets better, but it seems like he might only have one game left. So we might as a Golden State Warrior, yeah, sure, uh, I, I agree with you. Huh? <laughs> I don't know about all that, but okay, let me ask you a question. Like seriously, yeah. Percentage wise, mm-hmm. who's on the team next year? Jordan Poole, Jay- Draymond Green. Give me a give me a percentage wise mm-hmm. on those two. Jordan Poole, I'll say like eighty five. Draymond Green, that's high. Draymond okay. Green, like. Maybe 80, 75. I think they're likely to retain both. You live in a great world, man. I love that world that you live in. Just optimism. Giving, giving Keyshawn optimism. Nah, man, man, he needs I, it right now, by the way. Keyshawn, hey, bro. you, Hey, I will not pile on, bro. Your team is I, worthy competitors. Mm-hmm. Would have loved to see more from Wiggins. Jordan Poole has been I, I'm actually trying to think of what Jordan Poole has been and I'm probably going to be very disrespectful when I say this but Jordan you've been very um Reggie Jack Jackson-esque early days buddy early days of Reggie Jackson mm-hmm. so just so you know. Just so you know. <laughs> I'm, I'm, 
I'm astonished, honestly. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's been it's been insane to this point. We we can just hope he gets better and hope this is just a blip on the radar for him. Oh, uh, uh, let's see if there let's see if there's anything else that we need to hit. I mean, we can't get into trade things with him right now. The only other thing that I can say about um, this series, and I, there's a chance that Anthony Davis goes off in game five and this is over, but I have a lot of respect for the Warriors, and I have a lot of respect for their championship pedigree, and I, I do believe they can force a game six, uh, but there is there is that other universe that Anthony Davis lives in. Where he goes off for thirty eight and says it's it's now over. So, kind of depends. <laughs> and if we go on the theory that it's every other game. It's been the odd games where he's gone off. Yeah, I guess he's coming now. We're gonna have to wait and see. I, I, yeah, his his craziness. If it continues, I I don't know. We're gonna see some irresponsible off-season stuff with them, like maybe leading MVP odds. Mm-hmm. And as we close this particular podcast, there is a special edition Laker exceptionalism podcast, I would say. Um, we got some new things coming down the pike. Nico, why don't you tell the people what we kind of decided on? Uh, we, we've got some news coming for, uh, tomorrow's football show. We, we're gonna break out a football show tomorrow, that AFC North one we discussed before. And then I'll have a follow-up article talking about the players we go over on the show and everything, um, coming up the following week. That'll continue throughout the AFC North. And every division we end up doing, we'll have a podcast on them one week and then an article the next. So get ready for that coming to the website and coming to this podcast feed going forward. And also, before we go, the last thing is that football pod seems to be where it's going to end up. So we're going to move it to Wednesday. Because that, the way we look at it is Monday ends, we'll have thoughts on that. It's before the Thursday game, so if we're doing picks and your fantasy, get your fantasy in right beforehand, you'll have pretty much 24 hours before the first game hits on Thursday. And that also includes college as well. Uh, So usually games are on starting Thursday through Sunday, and we thought Wednesday gives us the best opportunity to talk about everything, which Monday we weren't able to because the Monday game hadn't played out. So we're switching some things around to accommodate that, and we hope that it'll be a better uh, listening experience for everybody. And that, And that being said, can we get some listener feedback? We have an email. It's frontrunner pc at gmail.com we have twitters at nico frpc and at front runner pc that's my uh that's my twitter Give us we would follow. 
yeah, give us a follow and also send us some questions about what we talked about today. Uh, you know, if you're a Laker fan or a Golden State fan, uh, we have some podcasts about thoughts on the playoffs in general. Give us your thoughts on your team or something that we probably didn't really cover over the year and you would like to hear our thoughts on it. Give us some feedback on this show. Does it suck? Is it awesome? We're going to try to do (laughs) more of these throughout the summer. Just uh, random episodes on random days touching on news in the world of sports. And we'll probably keep shorter like this episode is uh, probably less than 40 minutes. Yep, because we're going to bang out here within 40 minutes and be out. But uh, we thank everybody for kind of hanging tight with us. Uh, Craig from my mother. Uh, we hopefully will find out something today. And this next 72 hours is going to be uh, uber stressful for me. So this podcast is a great outlet uh, for me to kind of de-stress. So with that being said... Uh, For the Canadian Bomber, the Canadian Shaman, the Canadian Bill Simmons, and for this podcast, the Canadian Zach Lowe, I am Vince Carter, and this has been your little breakdown of the Golden State Lakers series. Laker Nation, stand up. Y'all know what time it is. We getting real busy up in here. 3-1, let's go, and let's get ourselves to the Western Conference Finals and end this shenanigans. Anything else, Nico, on that? No, I'm good to I'm good on that. I think we touched on everything we need to talk on. All right then. So we are gonna see you very soon, but we gotta bounce, so peace.